Light me at five. We're talking about a whole new philosophy. philosophy. I just don't want to answer to anybody anymore. So what you guys are telling me is that you're trying to decide if you want to be homeless or not. <laughs> Light me at five. Like, where's the line? How you guys doing? Doing fine. Yeah, doing fine. Yeah, yeah. I I still can't get over how that intro actually makes us sound like good. <laughs> well, that's why you hire professionals <laughs> to do that kind instead of thing. instead of interns, right? Yeah. That's why I don't okay. trim my own eyebrows. <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys hear? Did you guys hear his rusty intro they made for us? <clears throat> Go ahead and hit it. Plunk a plunk a plunk a plunk a plunk a plunk a plunk. Three CP one. The Russian radio. We were, uh, yeah, I was, I was, we, Jason and I were talking in the parking lot. Uh, we were at the, we were at Mike, uh, the other, two, like week two or, weeks ago, yeah, two or weeks something. ago or something. Uh, uh, you know, just, just getting in some practice rounds and, uh, place I had never been to. First time I was there, by the way, effort to do, to do their, to the mic. mic. Yeah, that's, that's true. So, so I, I don't know the regulars at this place. You know what I mean? Like, I've, <laughs> I've I've done a couple shows there, but I've never been to their mic. So I show up to this mic, and when you come to a mic, you you don't know what you're gonna eventually see. Right, yeah. you, you never know who's gonna yeah. pop up. But uh, we had we had a crazy guy. Oh, so yeah, so I like I I come I just is there, and I've been to this mic multiple times, and I I did, I didn't never I've never seen this. <laughs> now I've seen this guy, but he's I think he's changed. Like his stick a couple of times trying to find his 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 niche, you know. Yeah. So I when I, I the first I saw him was I I just saw, I saw a guy in the back of the room playing with a puppet, right? Now when I say puppet, you're probably thinking a ventriloquist. No, probably. actually, what went through my mind was those puppets they give kids the show where yep. they were badly touched. No, <laughs> this, this, this was this was a shove your hand up its ass puppet, you know. This was like a seven dollar oh, Walmart yeah. puppet right, of a monkey. Yeah, not not like a not like a nice marionette or ventriloquist. It was like, oh, this is on sale. <laughs> I'm already here getting bread. Yeah, I might as well get this puppet. Yeah. So, I, I, and I was like, but he had a nice case for it, which was the weird part. Oh, oh yeah, this thing. That's the kind of thing you hold nuclear codes in. Yeah, the really nice case, case for a really poorly made puppet. Right. And uh, uh, so I so I'm going. So when I go when I we go do the list or whatever, I I sign. I was one of the first ones to sign, but I, I think I put fourth. So just before the thing started, I walk up to the list to see who's going in front of me, and I notice the name of the first guy. Now we're going to change it uh, from advice for our legal department. Uh, so, uh, uh, but it's equally it's equally uh, as ridiculous as this. Uh, Bob the Gorilla Tamer. Right, is just written in. Uh, it's not. It's not the name, but it's very. It's it's similar enough that you get the point. Bob the Gorilla Tamer. Yeah, or something like that. Something, or something similar. To or, that or something effect. like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm like, you got to be like, what? That's got to be the puppet guy, right? You know. <laughs> so, uh, so we sat down, and uh, this guy goes up on stage now. Uh, he is uh, he's where his, his pants are tucked like his, his button up shirts his tucked into his pants ne- that are pulled up to his neck. I got now. This is the best way to describe his outfit. He was dressed just like Michael Douglas in Falling Falling Down, down. <laughs> Falling Down, except the pants were about seven inches higher. Right now, it, he had the same type of like male pattern baldness, like short hair. You know what I mean, like. He oh. could, he could have been like a stand-in when they were like framing camera shots in that movie for Michael Douglas. If if uh, if mother quit hitting me was a person, <laughs> yeah, it's what this guy looked like. That's this guy. This right? guy looks like he hasn't been completely entirely naked in his entire life. Right, right. I, I can I can one of those one of those eighteen nineties uh, pantaloon <laughs> underwear. You know what I'm saying? Like this is. This is kind of like his mom might have sewed him up in a sack when the friends came to spend the night, so no one would touch him. <laughs> this is the kind of guy. 
So, and, and he's got this nice case, like titanium case, <laughs> that looks to me the whole could hold firearms. So I may regret all of the following events that you're going to be hearing about. <laughs> so I, uh, so he sets his case up and he unlocks. You know, it's it's yeah. one of those. It's it's got great sounds. Click. You well, know, it's something important. Even the little. Yeah, like it's something important. Yeah, and then and then uh, he gets out like a notebook and sets it down next to the case, and then uh, this puppet, the seven dollar puppet. Now this guy might be the best ventriloquist on the face of the planet. He might no, Dean's not lying. This guy, he he is a ventriloquist act. His puppet's just not of right. Yeah, yeah. He might be the best best ventriloquist in the world. Yeah. Okay. The issue is. He never took his COVID mask off. He wore his mask the entire time. So we don't really know if he was even doing ventriloquism. Like, he was the oh. real-life version okay. of the meme that's ventriloquism. You know, 2020 <laughs> might be my year. He's got he's got a paper, like, COVID Ma- mask. Covering his face the entire time he's, he's pretending. doing his bit. And you know what I think when you tell me that? <laughs> Utter... Genius. <laughs> no, this is this is it's funny you say this because I said this might be funny if it was a shtick. Yes, it's the whole was, thing. Yeah. Yes. The thing was he was so serious about dead it. Dead on about it. And that he, there was no he, sense of irony in what he was doing. No. He wrote jokes. And he had five minutes of jokes for this monkey and or or gorilla. Or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> whatever kind of animal. <laughs> it was this furry beast it on was his a hand. Simian creature. Yeah. It was Bigfoot like. Yeah. And, and and here's the here it gets even better. The jokes he wrote were so horrific. I, I'm gonna give you one. This one I had seared into my brain. And so he's got the monkey or gorilla and it's holding his <laughs> <clears throat> he's got he's got his hands held out so far apart and he's like I'm kidding you not this is the monkey voice he's like gorilla the voice the simian voice <laughs> he's like he's like I'm gonna tell everybody how big your penis is <laughs> and this guy's like no don't do it monkey gorilla I I go back to my original statement about the puppet being some way for him to show where he was badly touched Listen, by an adult. I, I it was even creepier because he said penis and not dick. Right. I was just like I was just like you know somewhere in his brain he's like, see mother, it's not indecent. I did swear, mother. Don't worry, his closer his closer brought it together though. He oh. had the uh he had the uh gorilla uh shit on the stage as he was walking off. Oh I forgot about that. Oh my god. Uh, he, he dropped chocolate. a bunch of pieces of chocolate candy all over the floor. Chocolate raisinets. He like he like and he doesn't even he's not even like slick about it. He just hand like grabs a bag of raisinets and like stuffs them up the back of the thing and then goes, Ooh, monkey <laughs> Uh, but but then when he was done you know he went back to his seat and then dean gets on stage i couldn't help how do you follow that how do you follow that well Well, it was you just you don't well (laughs) well there was a there was another comic that went up following Jimi hendrix at the monterey jazz festival i mean you know just walk off well you you can't i just we're sitting at the desk at the table i happen to just be the first yeah. Of our table that's going up, and we're all just like, oh, well, one of us got to say something. Like we can't just not say something, you know. And uh, so bef- between the, the the gorilla tamer and uh, 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 me is another comic goes up wearing weightlifting gloves with no f- with no fingers mm. for like no apparent reason. So uh, so no, uh, he his gloves have fingers. He just wears. Leather like driving gloves. Yeah, with the fingerless. So he's a problem. No, they, they had, I think they the, the knuck, I think the knuckles might be cut out, but I believe they have full finger gloves. Ooh, so it's now so, it's one of those it's one of those where uh, the mind trick thing. I think it's fingerless gloves. 
He's saying the knuckles. I, I think are it's cut got out. like the open back, you know. But I do oh, think yeah, okay. I do think yeah. the open back. No, either way, I don't know why he's wearing the gloves. It's a prop comic, right? Wow, <laughs> carrot top. Come on, whole career going on there. So I, uh, so I'm go, I go up and I'm like, and I stole Jace. Jason was Wait, Jason. What, basically what happened was as we, I, I was sitting there trying to write a set. Uh, for that, for that mic, deciding what I want to talk about, and I was just writing roasts about everybody in the room, right. like people I didn't even know and stuff. And I'm like, I can't, I don't know a lot of these people well enough to bust their, bust them out right now. And so Dean was like, "Well, that thing you said about this guy, can I use that?" I was like, "I was like, yeah, I know that dude well enough to make fun of him. I don't really know him that well, but I'm comfortable with making fun of him. Is what I'm saying." So, so I get up there, and and we, of course we all had to. Look. Michael Banks. This was an ongoing joke. A friend of ours, Michael Banks, you got a haircut uh, from the from the night before. He had showed up to another mic we were at, and he doesn't normally show up to that when he shows up to a different one because right. it's conflicting times. And uh, so we were all overly making a big deal that he had shown up for the night. You know, everybody mm, came up yeah. was like Michael Banks came tonight. You know. <laughs> So we carried that over to the next. Like the, the host Jeff immediately just started messing with him about his haircut. So, so I jump up there and I started out with making fun of the other comics, so I wouldn't just immediately unload on this gorilla whisperer over here. And I was like, "Well, Michael Brinks showed up and brought his hair, you know." <laughs> I like, I like, I like how Keepa trying to avoid <laughs> just leaving a breadcrumb of evidence for anyone to really understand what's going on here. It's a thinking man's pod. <laughs> no, this is this is first day detective shit right here. Like, I think I figured it out, guys. So I, uh, I'm like, uh, you know, Kyle brought his gloves, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, and that guy brought a fucking monkey <laughs> or a gorilla <laughs> or a hairy child. Uh, so uh I that guy that guy brought a fucking monkey and uh you know he's you know uh, and uh I turn back to the crowd and I go somewhere he's wanted for questioning and no sooner I say that I hear a crash boom I spin around his chair is on its back his feet are up in the air the the host is rushing, running over there to see if he's okay. And I flip back to the crowd, and I was like, "I'm freaking killing over here!" <laughs> oh yeah. So now, uh, now me and Joe Tid are members of the uh, kill the, uh, kill the man while on stage. Uh, kill the audience club. Yeah. So did he die? No, I think he was just being all flamboyant. He was he was oh. leaning back on his chair and waving his arm. Yeah, right, right, and, and right. behind him there wasn't actually a wall; it was a curtain to a <laughs> oh passageway to the kitchen, and he just crashed. Yeah. So now this man who's already very unstable, in my opinion, <laughs> who uh, who on all accounts just bombed in front of him, just bombed, <laughs> and then I now then I make a cutting remark, in which case he then flips F- over and completely humiliates himself. And I'm like, oh, well, so I get off stage. So you smell blood in the water. Right, well, no, I, like, I'm feeling bad at this point because, like, it went, like, I didn't expect him to, like, die, you know, after I dropped a punch sign because I write killer jokes. So, uh, uh, I go to, I go to, I'm like, I'm looking at him and I'm like, you know, I got to, I got to just check, see if he's all right, right? Like, I'll go back here. Yeah. I start to go back and, and luckily, uh, Jason saves me. Uh, he grabs my he grabs my arm. He's like, "Are you are you fucking kidding me? Did you see that guy's act? He's a fucking psychopath. There's dead girls in his past. Don't go over there and talk to him. He's gonna come to the fucking table now. What's fucking wrong with you?" <laughs> so I was like, "Oh man, God, he's right. He's right. There's no because that was the first thing I said when he started talking. I said, "There's no way there's not dead hookers somewhere tied up with this guy." So, uh, yeah, you expect, like, you expect, if you ask that guy a question, you expect, was she a big fat lady? <laughs> what? Yeah. Was she a big lady? Yeah. I, I, so Can I. you help me put this couch in my van? <laughs> <laughs> uh, grab the tub of lotion I just brought with it. The, uh, so, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm, now he's he's behind me, and I feel like he's staring bullets into the back of my head. So I text my girlfriend, if I don't see you again, 
it's because some dude's got a gorilla puppet shoved up my ass <laughs> in a basement somewhere. <laughs> like, please look for me. And uh, and uh, anyway, so uh, so the mics goes on, and, and you know, and I notice he's standing at the entrance now with his jacket on, but he hasn't left. Now maybe I'm just paranoid at this point. <laughs> I've listened to a lot of serial killer pod lately. <laughs> I gotta tell you, <laughs> I, you know, uh, uh, there's signs you know that you look for, and uh, uh, so then so I t- <laughs> I tend to leave slightly early. And I feel like I feel like that's that's kind of known that I leave early. So this guy's standing by the door, and I'm like, "Ah, it's no big deal." So I get my stuff, pay my bill. There's still mics going because it's, it's an hour drive, you know. So I go out the door and I go out to my car and I get in the car and I'm, I'm, I'm just getting my stuff settled. And then suddenly, this freak comes walking out behind, not not seven seconds behind me. Gets in this beat up pickup truck. It's like he just waited long enough to clock my vehicle. I'm telling you. <laughs> so <clears throat> I feel like we might be collateral damage in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, this is my insurance. See, oh, okay. Now the hate spreads. <laughs> now the hate. If spreads. I ever see that guy, I'm gonna be like. Wait, I know you. You're a really good man, Trump. <laughs> Why, yes, I am. Uh, and, and, but it looks like you're a terrible surgeon. Oh, my God. <laughs> I never cease to be amazed with the darkness in you guys' souls. What, I mean, uh, no. A guy shows up with a monkey puppet, and immediately he's got dead hookers in listen, his house. I, listen, I, what? you didn't see this guy. Yeah, yeah, you're you didn't right. see this I guy. Did I did not. And there's no question that there's, uh, like I said, that he's a uh, number one suspect in multiple <laughs> investigations, stretching probably uh, a couple of couple of states. So you're saying there's a couple of episodes of Criminal Minds that are based on his existence? It's very possible. I think it's very possible. <laughs> Although uh, uh, it's an opportunity though for uh, uh, us to bring up. Shit, I just lost it. Jason, what do you got? <laughs> no, I would uh, keep go, keep talking like to keep on the lines of this the, the weirdo at open mics. It's it, I was just thinking about this this morning actually uh, about one specific comic from our area. Uh, it's like these weirdos that are that's all they are like straight up weirdos. Oh yeah, become There's... fixtures in these scenes and then they just fucking disappear one day <laughs> and like. I'm thinking of one guy in particular. Uh, his name is uh, Tory C. <laughs> 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 yeah. What happened to him? I take no. it our legal department talked to you yeah. about it. Okay. Uh, actually, I was going to bring that up the other day. Oh, okay. I don't, no, I just remember that guy would show up, uh, be just a fucking weirdo, a creep. and uh, He had a couple of good jokes. I mean... Over the course of seven years, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's an interesting style. He was uh, he was a mumbler. He was like a mumble rapper. Okay. That that was the way he told jokes, and then he'd do a punchline. Right? The last word he'd emphasize: Nixon. <laughs> See, it worked. It did work. It worked on me. Yeah. Thank you. I never could understand half of them, but you know some of them weren't bad. But yeah, it just disappeared. There is a lot of that though. People do drift in and out of the scene. We're yeah, like, but I'm I'm talking like the weirdos who are so convinced that like oh, so I run into a guy. I'm a genius. I've got this figured out. I'm gonna be here every week. Oh yeah, they get they bake. It's just a, a shit show every time. It's entertaining to oh, watch. I you know, and all of a sudden they're gone. See, here's the thing. So I ran into a guy. Uh, in uh, in public, uh, who overheard a conversation? Anyway, so a stranger comes up to me now knows I'm a comedian. Yeah. So then he proceeds to tell me, "I could do that. <laughs> I'm pretty funny. Everybody tells me I make everybody laugh." And I was Those like, "Those oh, are yeah. the ones, aren't they?" Oh yeah, you just you know, <laughs> and 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 usually I just go, "Hey, here's the mic. These here's how you get to the mic. I'll see you there on Tuesday or whatever day right, you know, yeah. and then you wander off." Uh, but this guy just kept following me, going, yeah, all my family. I make them all laugh. 
And I go, well, it's slightly different when there's a, it's a group of strangers and there's an expectation for you to make them laugh. I was like, it's a little different world. Um, but you could try that sometime, oh, yeah, you know. Sure. Are. And then he's like, uh, yeah, no, I'd be cake, man. I'd be famous. He was just so, he was just so cocksure. Nice. I couldn't help it. I finally, I pull, I don't even, I never give this out because it's got my contact info on there. I pulled out my card, and then I flip it over and I wrote down the times of the mics in circle. It was like, please God, come to one of these. <laughs> the guy that I was just talking about, I was there the first time he went on stage. Really? That was a while ago, though, right? It was. Uh, it had been 2014. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, he would, he'd come to Mike's a few times and watched and hung out. And he said, like, I, I'm just, I'm nervous about going to my first time because I know that what's going to happen, you know, I'm going to get on stage and I'm going to basically, like, become famous overnight. Oh, no. And, my, like, me. everything's going to change. Oh, and so I'm, I'm a little nervous to no, start that process. No. <laughs> I swear to I swear to God, I heard this guy told me when as soon as he gets on stage, like that, but this was his life vibe. is over because he's about to be famous. Yeah, this was uh, the vibe that guy was throwing at me. He goes, Oh no. so you you're a comedian? I could do that. Oh yeah. Please come yeah. and do that. Yeah. Please. No. Yeah, you're right. You know you know the funny thing is, is the ones who do show up like out of nowhere and you're like, Oh, they're gonna do five minutes are oftentimes the ones that shock you, like not the like like the quiet ones, like Enrique. Yeah, he does some good writing, man. That mm-hmm. guy just kind of stumbled across the scene, moved into a town, never knew anybody, just happened to come out, saw something on Facebook, so he came to one of the shows, but he showed up way early, so we assumed he was one of the comics coming for the open mic after the show, and we were talking list, like what order the list is in. We didn't know who he was, yeah. But he walked up there just chatting with the comics like he was. So we were like, "Oh, when are you going up?" And he was like, "Oh, I'm not going up." Yeah. Anyway, so he has since started going up, and uh, he's actually he's got some good writing down, man. It's not bad at all. I don't think people understand how hard it is to do what you guys it's, do. Well, it's sometimes though, some people take off really quick, and they're you know what I'm saying. Like uh, Jenny's one that she went. I remember when you know her first open mic too. Like when she yeah. first started going up, and she but, just, but to she her was like credit, real though, natural to like she's put in the the time. Like she goes to the mics, she goes to well, the, no, but yeah. that's what I like. But I'm just saying, like she started hot too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like she she didn't it didn't take her very long to figure out what she was. You know what I'm saying? Like her style and like how how to figure it out. She was like one of the. Well, I didn't think she was gonna have trouble finding her style. You know, she <laughs> she's got. You know, things hanging off of her face and uh, 10 different colors of hair and like Punky Brewster is what comes to mind. I just, I, she didn't strike me. Brewster. Yeah, she didn't strike me as the, uh, as someone who was shy about showing her style, is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just, she's with that, she was that porn star dude, remember? Was that him? Porn? He was no, it wasn't. So. No, they got the hat. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm mixing <laughs> up like that punk rock dude. Yeah, you're right. I'm mixing up two, I'm mixing up two open micers. <laughs> The, yeah. guy the, the guy had the porn hat. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know. There's he a, he, was, a, he went up last, and I think it was Hollinger was just drilling him all night long because he was when wearing, Wednesday. No, 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 no. This was this was back when like Jenny first started. Okay, he was wearing like a Brazzers shirt. I don't, Hollinger, I don't remember that. Hollinger was just laying in. Told into me about him. this, I told you about this guy. guy. Yeah, and it got worse and worse. Like Hollinger was just digging and digging, and he, he the guy was going last. So everybody was waiting to see this great, like well, he was going to come out and just burn Hollinger, and he just came out and he did real creepy shit, like, 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 like talked about borderline, like, like, all, like everything they give him the rules not to talk about is real yeah. simple. It's like don't talk about rape, you know. Well, that's probably a given. Yeah. And, and essentially, all his, his whole set was just walking the borderline of that, and it was so he was exactly the creep that you thought he would be. So it was disappointing. He didn't come out and like you know blow everybody away with a with a good burn round. I got a question. Something, Jason, you said earlier that kind of piqued my interest. Being the improv guy, you actually decide what you're going to do as you're sitting there waiting to go on? Is that normal, or do you guys do that? Well, it depends. Yeah. Like, last night, we did a show last night, and um, I had zero plans. Um, What I'll do is whip out. I have a – I keep on on my phone. Every now and then, I update a picture of all my my jokes, I, I can I have them decoded into basically like one word. Sure. 
So I just have a picture of like all my jokes. Every now and then I'll update it, take a new picture. So I always have that in my phone. Right. If I'm not working on anything new and I'm just doing, you know, a set of like tried and true stuff, I'll whip out that phone, figure out, okay, this is what I'm going to do tonight. Depending, sometimes you don't know, you know, how much, how much time I'm doing, uh, where I'm going to be in the lineup, who talked about what before me. Yeah. You know what I'm and, saying? And there's so. one thing that, like, there's a difference, too, is, like, I'll, I'm more of a stringent setup than him. Right. Like, I'll go in knowing. Now, I, I've got them. I've also, I'm down to an outline form, but they're all a few words, like, uh, uh, you know, internet dating or, uh, but, but you know, it's all breaking down to the time I got. But you still, it's something that I've been heavily working on for the last year or so, is you try to have some opening comments that are in the moment. Right. In the room. Right. <clears throat> Right, that's it's a one way to tie the audience to you. That's what you, I mean, you see almost every special where they come out and they'll spend the first few moments doing local jokes to that town. Right, you know, like oh, here we are in D.C. Man, D.C. weather, blah blah blah. Sure. And they, they do a couple because that's you connected with that crowd, and 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 getting down on a level with them. Even if it's just a few comments, it's just just to get right. that little that little eye to eye contact going. And then so you're oh yeah, I, I would agree. Like you're always trying to. You're always trying to write some, and and then it, some of the mics are, are we all they kind of they're roasty mics against each other. So you always want to you know get a it, yeah, like too. it depends, like because there's some mics you'll go to a mic where it's uh there's a lot of uh, comics who you might not know, and a lot of people off the street who just happen to stumble in to watch the show, and so shows like that is more. I I use that. I look at that and go, okay, this is probably more of a time for me to. Uh, maybe polish up stuff that I already right. have that's pretty solid. If I show up to a mic where it's all just comics I already know and, like, almost no real audience members, that's when I <laughs> I break out, like, the straight notes. And, like, I really don't have anything here, but I'm just going to talk for a while and see what happens. Yeah, because you get a punchline or two out of it, and then it might be something you can add to something else. Or, or but then, like, it's funny shit happens, though. It'll be, like, last, what was it, the other mic uh, we were out there and... uh Joe, no, Brian Collins uh, told me a joke outside, but he told it in, like, not the joke form, so I didn't laugh. He got butthurt, I didn't laugh. So then when he went up, he was like, I told this joke to Dean outside, and he said I should quit comedy. So then it became, I told Dean a joke before, and he told me I should commit suicide. <laughs> and I told Dean, you know, then, then we roll with that. That becomes the theme is uh, how I've told everyone what, they're fucking off. What's, what's, yeah, what's crazy, too, is a lot of open mics – uh, if you go to and it's all just comics, for some sometimes people will just plow through with the same stuff, and I'm right. like, like everyone's heard this a million times, man. So it'll turn into like people telling just other comic in the room's jokes or whatever. So they're all different, you know what I mean? It's just it still helps though. To, it, I, I think that stuff, that stuff still helps because you're still getting up there, you're still getting, you're still keeping your rhythm going. I just feel like if I don't get up and do some some regular work that I, I get rusty as long as I'm doing semi-regular work I don't have to necessarily pot work on any one individual thing it's I, my timing's down right. and I'm I, still pretty active so I feel pretty good about going into them see, and, but he, Dean writes way more structured than I do uh, all my stuff is loose I don't, I don't really even have anything when I write jokes I literally write down bullet points of like this subject these are the three things I think are funny about it, and that's it. That's the right. joke. I make up everything else, every other, and you know, eventually you memorize things that work or whatever. But my goal is just to get from this point to this point to this to this point, and how I do that is n never the same. You know what I mean? And it's ironic too, is like when I set up a longer set, like say a thirty-minute set, I do it in story arcs. Is how I think. Okay. Of it. Yeah. Right. So like I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna roughly do. Uh, uh, ten minutes of of this arc might be just me uh, uh, partying and weed and whatnot, and then the second arc is going to be dating, and then the third arc is going to be kid. You know, I, that's how I tend to set up larger sets so I can remember my transit. And, and then, then I it, when, when I, my mind breaks it into that point, I don't need to. I don't. I'm not like mentally thinking about all the words you're actually saying in 30 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Because right. it's like 22 pages worth of words that you're spitting out. But uh, I'm just thinking of an arc. It's like, I know this bit, seven minutes. I know this one's three, and these these arcs, I just so I just kind of put them together like puzzle pieces. And I'll switch them around, and then there's longer versions of every joke, and then there's shorter versions. And But he's right. I'm, I'm crazy, like, manic-structured more. Like, I've got notebooks 
galore. Just <laughs> where I've got like four versions of the same joke. I, right I guarantee now. if you take a set, that would be equal time between me and Dean. His would be twenty pages worth of notebooks. Yeah, and mine is not like not even a full page right. of just w- w- like one line written yeah. of each thing. And that's that. Those will be our exact. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean, because I found it fascinating, because that's kind of the way... I mean, even if you're doing Shakespeare, every room is different, and even though you know the words you're going to say, you don't say them the same way, you don't... You feel that audience, and yeah, I, yeah. I... That that fascinates me, because every room is different, and uh, the idea that you don't even know what you're going to say when you get up there, other than... My, my biggest thing stuff. is, well, yeah, I just I have a bag that I can yeah. pull from. And I'm just, just not sure I'm taking bag. out of yeah. it until you know. Yeah, and then my biggest thing for me is I'll set up at the very latest. I'll have figured out what I'm doing, like the day of, long before I get there. Uh, but I like it. it but it's still I, improv. I mean, well, the, the biggest thing for me though is that, like I need to get my longest, what I consider my best version of the joke on paper. I, I don't really need the four other versions. Of the of that of the joke that I'll do, I just got to get the longest best version down. That's but like the center. Do you judge? You know? Do you judge by, based on the audience reaction? Which version of that joke you're going to tell? Right, like on the moment. It really, like, yeah, it really depends. On, for me, it really depends on the time too. But it, it also depends on because like you'll get certain audiences that just aren't reacting to your darker stuff, or you're getting, <laughs> right. You know yeah. what I mean. And then yeah. you need to be able to reverse on the fly, right. and 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 or. But what I often do is I'll look and see if there's other comics. What's hitting for them? Like, if I see, if I'm like, man, I thought these three dating jokes were good, and they just landed flat in here, and I planned on doing seven or eight minutes of dating, I may turn it up. But on the other hand, I also am a big firm believer in stick with your guns. Like, I, every time I've really, really thought I should change it, and I didn't, I've always knocked it out the park. And and uh, and so, like, I don't know. There's a, there's a, there's the, I go back and forth on that whole issue. Rather you change it up based on a fly of the audience you see, or rather you. Uh, just stick with what you're going to keep. Maybe my jokes will hit better than his, because clearly I'm the funniest one in the room. <laughs> but that's how you got to think, though. Yeah, exactly. Right? Am I wrong? No, I don't think that at all. You know? <laughs> I don't think you're the funniest guy in the room ever. No, I really, I don't think I'm not like. I don't know, because I, I'm a, I'm one of those guys that's always I just I can do what I can do, and that's it. Yeah. So I just do what I do, and if people like it, they like it. If they don't, then go fuck yourself. Huh? You know what I mean? There's always that. And while we're talking about going to fucking yourself, we'd like you all to, to go on iTunes and uh, give us good reviews. Because oh, yeah. that's the best way to spread this pod is to go on iTunes, give us some reviews. So our leading strike off of Jason's go fuck yourself, <laughs> we would like you to give us some good reviews. <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness, like if uh, if you don't like the pod, then um, go fuck yourself, and uh, we don't need your review. You know what I mean? Yeah, so see how uh, easy that is, Dean. Real simple. <laughs> so if you like the show, get on there and tell us how much you like it. And uh, if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Coming up next, it's a like me at five flashback. Coming up next, it's a like me at five flashback. Got a guest in studio today. Uh, this is uh, our uh, second part of a double header with Farai Gatura. How you doing, Farai? I'm doing all right, Dean. Oh, you know what? I forgot. I was gonna. I was gonna make sure that we had the uh, the studio audience uh, light come on, and it's gone. <laughs> we have a studio audience here. You didn't know that? Oh, yeah, they're right over there. there. We're on the 95th floor of the WTCA building here. That's right. Yeah. Broadcasting from somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere with yeah, yeah. We don't tell that. I think they tell them now. What? Where they're going? Where Where they're broadcasting out of Las Las Vegas, Nevada. Who's that now? Coast to coast. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. They used to not. They used to not tell them. I've been. I've been watching. They're afraid the aliens are going to get them, or what? The people. Oh, the reptilians. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I forgot. Yeah, I think <laughs> I just just that. the weirdo people that want the Nosferatu run at that uh, base over there. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, Farai, yes. we're talking about Chris Rock. What? Um, let me ask you this. What, what ultimately, what would you consider your win, your final goal point in comedy? Like, what's your goal? 
Um, my goal is to actually be able to sustain myself from comedy. Yeah. Pay some bills. Mm-hmm. Pay some bills. Um, maybe not work seven days a week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just you know. All the debauchery that comes with comedy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I, I could imagine at this point in my life is not is not doing the day job slash night job together. Like not you know, right. I like I had finally had a morning to sleep in this morning and uh I woke up at five AM uh, just wide awake. Just then furious that I was yeah. awake. So I yeah. just fed the beast, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah no, I I, I relate with that I haven't had an opportunity I can't remember the last time I slept in and it was um, I think today and yesterday were the first times that I've had a day off that I've known about ahead of time where it's like you know I can actually do stuff and it's pretty terrible um, (laughs) when you have a day that you think you're going to be off and management at work tells you actually no come in on that day it's like oh okay i guess just never mind what i had going on (laughs) um yeah did you tell her you won't be mailing in your ballot this year (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i uh i hear you it'll be nice to get to a point where yeah you can just kind of take a load off a little bit yeah i you know and i sound like an old curmudgeon just complaining (laughs) But it's it, it, it's like that, and then the, the the travel time in between, and then and then I'll have a day off where uh, I, I want to go in. I got to record pod or or show or or cut something. Or we got a guest lined up. That's the day. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, honestly though, I don't mind doing that kind of stuff. So if I could just cut out the day job out of that whole exactly. scenario, exactly. <laughs> no, that's how I feel. Exactly. It's like you know yeah. the other like yesterday. I I was. Um, I'm like, ah, oh, man, I wish I didn't agree to do the show. It would be nice just to stay at home and play a video game or something. Uh-huh. And, I, you know, I, I went, though, and it was fun. Um, but I would yeah. rather that than my usual roll out of bed, get ready for work, and work taking, and by work I mean my regular nine-to-five paying the bills job, have that be the bulk of my life and then I have to fit everything else yes, into, into like the, the yeah. last remnants of the day and oh, it's just absolutely and there, I can't tell you almost every show I do I'm always like at some point that day I'm like oh there's no way I'm so tired then I go get a nap at lunch a little five hour energy shot when you get off and I'm always glad that I went I'm always glad that I did it mm-hmm. but you know I have thought that I could that I'm somewhat charming on stage, that so maybe I could turn it into public speaking and get elected to some <laughs> low-level uh, congressional position and just take that payout for the rest of my life. Do that four years. I think you just have to do two. Then you can step I'm down. Sure. And then uh, then I can that finances my comedy for the rest of my life. <sighs> You're already... You, you, you've got this hatched. <laughs> You got to get elected first, man. I know, and it and it's difficult because politics in America, it's a tough. Uh, wow, see that? I, I slowly eased him into that signal, that transition, and he still wasn't ready. Now I I am guilty of often of out of nowhere pulling the like, hey, do the thing, <laughs> and and not being fair to build up, but I clearly built that up. Fry, what he's telling you is that I'm old and I'm slow on the uptake. Uh, There's a bottom line there. I was supposed to do this. Only in America can a guy from anywhere go to sleep a pauper and wake up a millionaire. Only in America. That's you on the background (laughs) vocals, isn't it? This is is our tribute to uh, politics. In America, we like to call this segment Real Politics. Yep. Uh, this time, this uh, this episode, we got uh, Christopher Knight running for school board. Uh, I'm not sure where, and I can't remember what year this was put out. But uh, this is absolutely worth it. We're going to play this commercial for you. It's a one minute, uh, it's a one minute YouTube commercial with uh, 502,000 views. Uh, 149 thumb downs though but uh 859 thumb ups so uh, uh i don't want to spoil it I'll, I'll tell you afterwards if he gets the uh are you ready are you proud no do you want me to find this on youtube 
Oh, you got to find it now? Well, I sent it to you. you I'll did. send it to you again. See this? Tell me what to search. This is. Uh, I'll cut this out, by the way. Chris. <laughs> or maybe not. Christopher Knight. <laughs> Uh, Christopher Knight for school board. See, this is what happens when you hire geriatrics to be interns. You know, there's a reason. I, you know, you, they tell you don't get millennials because they're lazy. But you know what? They can, they can, they they're they're technically apt. They work the YouTube. They can work the YouTubes. Did you find it? <laughs> I can just send it to you. I'm just I'm just thinking to myself, why now after that after that. <laughs> <laughs> passive aggressive attack. Why was that passive aggressive? Why do you think it was no, passive aggressive? You you you're playing like you're being funny, but you weren't. I can tell. I was, he's, he's very sensitive. <laughs> that guy. Hi, there. I for night, and I paid for this ad. When it comes to education, government bureaucracy is like a cosmic bully. Legislation like No Child Left Behind is targeting and destroying our ability to best teach our children. We need someone to it's fight amazing. for Rockingham County Schools against the tightening grip of unfunded mandates. All right, hit pause. Hit pause. Okay, pause here. Okay, all right. Okay, so what we got going on is we've got... <laughs> the video is amazing. Yeah, I've got to explain a little bit. So we've got Christopher Knight, and his name is spelled K-N-I-G-H-T. I don't know if that's his real last name. It is now. Uh, we got Christopher Knight, a... Uh, 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 how would you describe him? Uh, an intense-looking uh, dude. An, an intense-looking <laughs> bookish gentleman. <laughs> an intense-looking yeah, bookish gentleman. I could go with that. Who's uh, going to revamp the school system? And and one of the what, the explosion you heard early on was the uh, a very bad <laughs> rendition of the Death Star <laughs> blowing up a classic 1800s school building. Barnyard school. <laughs> Zapped it. And uh, as of currently we're speaking now, Christopher Knight has his uh, has now whipped out his uh, lightsaber. Yes, which is actually rendered pretty well in the video. Yeah. And uh, go ahead and hit play, Russell. Okay. I believe in more local control over our own schools because I have more than enough faith in the parents and teachers of Rockingham County. I'm also a fiscal conservative and a supporter of athletics and the arts. Let's work together to defend a bright and shining future for the children of Rockingham County. Elect Christopher Knight, a new hope for Rockingham County Schools. A new hope! <laughs> new hope. Tied in. Tied in a new okay, hope. Actually, dude. I think I've stumbled across a second commercial that's not nearly as entertaining that I dude, was showing I'm, for I'm Ryan. telling you. The guy's eyes in this are just creepy. I did. They are. I was on commercial too. We weren't seeing. <laughs> we weren't seeing the good stuff. We're enormously creepy. Oh, and at one point he's got uh, he's got the he's got one of those. He's clearly just gotten one of those new backdrops that you can <laughs> that you can digitally yeah, add. Yeah. You know your, the background to, and he is having just. <laughs> A lot of fun with it. So at one point he's on Hoth, he's on the Desert World as he's waving his lightsaber around. <laughs> um, believe it or not, Christopher did not oh, make the school board. Those poor kids—they got mm-hmm. killed by the Death Star. All for nothing. All yeah. for nothing. Oh. Didn't he? Didn't he read? Didn't he watch Star Wars? The Emperor won. Did <laughs> <laughs> in this case, huh? He did anyway. If you're, if uh, spoiler alert, folks, if you haven't seen the new one, the Emperor still won. Oh yeah, did he? Yeah, I guess I didn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> no, a guy ran into a guy at work who was a super fan and wanted to tell me all about it. Okay. Yeah, you ever went back to work early from break? Oh no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the level of desperation I have reached. I went back five minutes. I gave the company back five minutes. You know what? I don't need this break. <laughs> Here's your five minutes back. <laughs> yeah. You just you gave them my five minutes that I took extra. Exactly. <laughs> so I, you're, I, you're, well, the, you're the guy that lets me get away with it over and over again. That's when you, I go to the time clock at the, uh, and I see. So it's like uh, four o'clock when one of the shifts end. And you can clock out nine minutes before that. So at 351. 
you go back to the time clock and you see Ryza hits 351 like a dozen people come out of the break room and then line up to go clock out and I'm like wait a minute <laughs> well, how long have you been in there <laughs> aren't you jealous uh, yeah <laughs> absolutely I told you I was uh, I used to run I used to be a manager at Lowe's and uh, we had an employee who behind the bathtub displays built a bed he had a, he had a pillow a couple empty bottles of water, a blanket that had been laid out. Wow. And uh, this this particular individual would disappear, and we could never find him. And then you get so busy that you just forget you're looking for him. Right. And then here he appears later. You know, refreshed. there you see him. Yeah. Very refreshed. <laughs> <laughs> Bounced in his step. <laughs> wow. It was after he, uh, after he uh, was no longer with the company that we discovered the bed the bed, <laughs> yeah, the bed yeah. hidden behind the bed so so, so some of you folks out there were <laughs> shopping and looking at those shower displays and whatnot little did you know behind there was an employee asleep <laughs> with a little teddy bear probably probably listening to an audiobook <laughs> this sounds like an episode of CSI I saw where the guy was living in that woman's attic and she didn't know it you know <laughs> So basically, Wait, this that, guy could have been there all night. Did he could have had a little hot plate back there. Did you say CS? That's a that's a that's a urban legend story that's been told. Remember the babysitter story? Get out of the house, ma'am. The call's coming from inside the it house. Happens all the time. That's a urban legend. I've seen the movie. It happens all the time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> put it on film if it wasn't real. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So for I would let me ask you this. So you're four years in. And I, I, I've made this. I think I've, made, I've mentioned this to you probably before. Uh, I know I've mentioned it to Rusty. Uh, that everywhere I go, there's a picture of Fry on the wall. Like every time I think I've broken into like a new comedy club, where I go over here, there's Fry. There's a picture of Fry. Yeah, I ran like three different spots. Uh, D's was one of them, but like yeah. it's like three different spots that I was breaking. Like, I was like, the oh, you're first gonna guy. break in. Yeah, I was, yeah, I'm breaking in. You're Lewis and Clark. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, like trailblazing new territory here. And then I go in there, and then for there's a picture of Farai on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> she's already been there, already done that. Wow. What um, what like what would you consider your height? What's your what's your proudest moment so far in comedy? Um, I think my proudest moment was being asked to be a feature for Zach. Um, this was last year, I think, Zachary Boyce. Um, he's out in Chicago now, but yeah. he was one of the original founders and owners. I was of at the, that show. Yeah, of the drop. You were fantastic at that oh, show. Thank you. Like, yeah, I, I, I'd been asked to feature before, and I didn't feel like I... I was quite as strong. I mean, I feel like I got carried by just it was a night. It was a good crowd, and the jokes were funny enough. But I don't think my performance was there. So that Zach, um, when he was doing his, he was recording his album. I don't think he ended up using that um, particular set of of nights for his album. But um, he asked me to feature, and I felt like the crowd was good. The material was good. My energy was up, and I didn't. It didn't feel like I was BSing, or I didn't feel like an imposter up there. I get. Um, I can tell you. I went to both those shows. I went to your first feature yeah. at the drop, and then um, I was at his album recording. Yeah. Um, it was definitely improvement, but we're always improving. You know right. what I mean? Like that's something. Like it. What's the funniest thing about uh, uh, getting a good video, which is which is exceptionally hard to do. Is, it's insanely hard to do, but you, you get one, and then within three or four months, you've changed the joke a little bit. Yeah, and and that 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 video is garbage because that's the old joke, you know. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you can't you yeah. can't even stand to watch the thing anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, it's uh, it's but also that in the in that six months you you've always improved. Yeah. There's there's visual improvements you can see oh, yeah. in their energy on stage, yeah. how they're interacting with the crowd, and I guess that would be more of what there was a lot more give and take flow from the crowd on that one than the second show, the Absolutely. second feature. Absolutely. Yeah. And you and you can tell that like the the the, the comic feeds off of that, and yeah. there's another level that they bring when they're really feeling it. Mm -hmm. 
But the uh, that was both those were outstanding shows. I'm uh, I can never I can't I can't promote this one enough because she's I feel like she's awful quiet in uh, in promoting herself. Oh. And uh, Farai is one of the best writers, and I that that and that's a personal for me. I, it's funny as a lot of my favorite comics are very uh, sort of subdued in their delivery, and I'm really high energy. Yeah, uh, Jason Lafoon's another local that I'm really a big fan He's of, funny. and uh, again, really. Really subdued in their delivery, but it's the writing is what I try. Like it's it's uh, if it's written well, man. Like you don't like the writing will bring the energy. That's why I stay all hyper so I can just write garbage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I just keep keep working and entertain. Nah, you you write some jokes, Dean. You got you are phenomenal. Sell yourself short. But it's, it's you know that's the hardest thing though is to promote yourself right yeah like like yeah. I think I didn't even write my bio my girlfriend ended up writing it because for four weeks all I got down was Dean Jernigan <laughs> like, that was it like, like I didn't get anything else written uh, when I was trying to come up with my bio what so. about Sage of the Tri County area Sage you of the Tri County not everybody understands that though Although, believe but I feel like soon we will. need to be we need to be syndicated but. In like forty states, like syndicated but. in like Tyner or uh, yeah, I'll take it, I'll take it. Oh. <laughs> Maybe Bur Oak. We can, like, yeah. we can get the Bur Oak market. <laughs> right, you don't live around here. Bur Oak consists of one general store and three houses. That's the city uh-huh. of Bur Oak. Uh, I saw them speculating some property. There might be a fifth or sixth one going up here uh, in the next five uh, six just years for a shed. <laughs> Baroque is actually like you could shoot a gun from my house and hit Baroque, so he's he's taking shots at me. Yeah, that's what he's that's what he's doing. But the uh, uh, we had um, we had talked about. Uh, have you been out to uh, Valparaiso yet? I haven't. Um, Brian Collins was telling me about the market. Yeah, yeah. Market I I haven't been. Just heard some stuff about it though. Yeah, like it's really. It's a really good show. Yeah, it's everything. I, like, like uh, I've not, I haven't been out there in the last couple of weeks. Nor will I. Like everything I've, I've managed to get uh, uh, comedy wise has seems to be coming at me on Thursdays. Mm. So uh, uh, I'll be back out there as soon as I can get back around to it. But but doing these Michigan things and trying to trying to creep in. That was my goal at the beginning of this year before COVID crashes okay. was to break into the Michigan market. So. Like Lewis and Clark. Like Lewis <laughs> and Clark. Yeah. <laughs> but Breaking what you found down. is Farai is your guide. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Everywhere you go, she's she ahead is. of you. She's absolutely my spirit guide. And then as I, as I blaze my way up to Max Tuckett or whatever these <laughs> names are as I'm driving through Michigan, I, they went oh, they went full in on the Indian names. Because, yeah, like, Indiana was absolutely – I mean, Indiana is was named Indiana because there was a million Indians here. Right. Uh, so we could have we – Michigan, we yeah. could have done it too. We gave it to them, though. Yeah. yeah. I'm you just saying. You overdid it. Yeah, like, Michigan yeah, I do too. That's what I'm saying. Like, Michigan, don't be we, – we could do what you did. Mm. We chose to come up with some new names. That's yeah. all. That was just lazy, I'm, right? I'm not going to go where you I know think Michigan. Go. I am not going to go know where Michigan. I was thinking of going. <laughs> I know, I, you know, I, I got to say, though, Michigan's better than Ohio State fans. You hear that, Joe Tid? <laughs> the Tid family is a, uh, is a uh, big-time Ohio State family. Big-time Ohio State. I've seen him with Buckeye this and Buckeye that. Yeah. That Joe Tid. Yeah. <laughs> That between that and his cat shirts, what's up with his fanny pack with the speakers? Right, so it's, 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 I, he's got a fanny pack. This is one of our favorite comedians. He's been in. He's a Red Ranger. He's been in the show before. Um, has he, he was selling the baby gates? Yes, the, the Red uh, Ranger baby gates. The Red Ranger baby yeah. gates. The uh, but he's got a fa- last time I've seen him. Last two dozen times I've seen this guy. He's got a fanny pack speakers. with speakers, but it's never playing any music or anything. And I, you are, know, are they real? They look real. I, I don't know if they are. It's it's I, a serious '80s fanny pack rep. He, he need somebody needs to call him out. Well, he can, well you can't. I mean, he pulls it off. He's a rugby player. He plays rugby okay. in one of those semi pro leagues, <laughs> to where like you pay to go do it, yeah. and it's like one of those brutal sports. Yeah, rugby is rough. Somebody yeah. okay. I I got one for the next time you guys are around him. It's got to be Bluetooth, right? 
It's got, yeah. Yeah. Search it out and hook your Ooh, stuff good into it. Oh, they were doing that to me. I was hosting over there, and they had their their speaker was just Bluetooth to the mic. So uh, the comedians found out. So they were all trying to do their own walk up music. So the music kept burping through in the middle of sets. It was chaos. Yeah, do yeah. that when he's on stage. Do that. Just start playing some. I, do you some do, really have you ever hosted? A handful of times. What, what need, do you think about it? I want to do more of it. I feel like it would help me with my just on-the-spot type of stuff, like reacting to things in the moment. Um, so I want to do more of it. I don't know if it comes as readily, but I've got to try. I, I told him, I said, when I'm hosting, and by the time I'm done, I've got a headache. I'm sick to my stomach. Str- yeah. I'm so stressed out. I'm covered in yeah. sweat. I just need to go home and lay down. Like, I'm just, and I, I fr- I'm like, and there, and even then, that show was real, like, Brian was like, don't worry about time. Because Brian Collins told me he, he was going to do something like seven, and he goes up there and does 14. Yeah. <laughs> and four, like, at 14, he looks over and goes, how much time I got? And I was like, negative seven minutes. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> He's like, ha He thought I was kidding. Uh, I was like, no, 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 no. We've been up there for a quarter of an hour. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, but like I, I get stressed. I stress out about the time. I stress out about the transition. And then I'm worried about, uh, and then, so then Scott Curtis pulls out some new material. But in the meantime, I can't find the next comic. So like I'm, I'm having a minor panic attack backstage. So then I see Scott after the show, and he's like, hey, do you like my new material? And I didn't remember a word he said after Scott Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I loved it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I I, I, I stress out is my point. <laughs> when, uh, That's discouraging. Yeah. Not, I might not do it. It's easy. Yeah. Well, some of them, some you, of them are good. Great. Yeah. Like yeah. Max. I think Max is natural. Oh, yeah. Max is. Yeah. He's really good in keeping everyone together and like. Ma- you know what Max is up. so good at, too, is when he feels the, he can feel the crowd starting to edge away from him. Yeah. And then he's really good at snagging them back, like breaking yeah. out or whatever he's going to say and then uh, saying something to the crowd like, please, God, doesn't stop crying or, you know, just whatever <laughs> he says. But it, it brings everybody back and brings yeah. a chuckle. And, so uh, how long has he been doing it? I mean, how, does he do it all the time? Host, yeah, he hosts. Well, then that's yeah, that's why. Oh yeah, some people have that skill, but it's not like it's something you can't just do it a few times and you got it. Yeah, it's something you got to work with, and that's that's. I'm at that early point where it's terrifying. The the lake's full of sharks. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, there's a guy. um, I think his name is Garrett Elzinger. I think he's from Michigan, and he has an album where it's just like hosting bits because he hosts so much. I can't remember which club. Yeah, and his his album, his comedy album, is just bits of him. Like there, there was one where there was like a huge bridal party, and he gets into it with them, and just like. (laughs) I'm like, wow, a hosting album, like a compilation of different well, some hosting of them have gigs, it. and it's yeah, like, it was really good. Like uh, uh, Cat Williams, uh, early on when he started getting real fame in the industry, he had a, a show in Vegas called The Cat and Hat, and he was the host, and he would have guests on, but the the crowd draw was the host. Like people came from miles to watch this host. But so like you wanted to get on a show just because yeah. all these people would come to see the host. But it was right. Cat in the Hat, and he would he'd have who he could have whoever he wanted on there, and he had that show for years. But he essentially got super famous through hosting, and he's right. real smooth with his transition yeah. to the audience, yeah. and that's it comes from you know. I saw Experience. one where he was on it. He was on a round stage. It was like it was like an arena. He was doing the middle, and, mm-hmm. the, and the stage was slowly spinning on the outside. So he got into it with some guy in the crowd, and so he would bomb the guy with some insults, and then the stage just starts spinning, <laughs> out, and he'd be like, "I'll be back to see you in a minute." <laughs> and then he would do some more regular bits, and then when that guy spins back around, he would immediately go right back That's into hilarious. bombing that guy, and then the stage would move on. And he would like, ah, "Stay tuned," and then you know, and <laughs> it was just tuned. it was genius because he was still working his regular material, but he was sliding in these roasts that were just. And oh, the guy ended up getting hauled out by security. He he got him so riled. 
after three or four passes. <laughs> but the guy, but the guy wouldn't stop. But the guy see, wouldn't at stop. The second so pass, know. I'd be just dying because I'm part of this show. I mean, and, and I think that's I think it's half of their half of their motivation is yeah. that they, they, the helpers. But see, he didn't even have to say anything the next three times around. It was the funniest bit in the show every yeah. time he went by. Him. Oh it yeah, and those and those were those moments <clears throat> are the ones that always kill is when it's just spontaneous. Well, part of that has yeah. to be anticipation because the yeah. crowd sees it coming yeah. around. It's like, oh, yeah, right. And as the comic, the amount of pressure that you just put yourself on. <laughs> oh under. yeah, you got to so come that, up with something. Yeah, you got to come up with something every spin around. Yeah. Uh, I'd be signaling for security to haul him off. Yeah. I'm like yeah. take him! I'm running out of stuff. Take him! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fry! I can't thank you enough for coming and seeing us again today. Um, if if do you have anything coming up that you want to plug? Um, no. At the moment, I'm I'm really just kind of not doing a lot of stuff. I want to recover. I I do feel a lot like you were saying earlier. Like the the driving takes a lot out of you, and uh, so I'm just kind of right now. Um, Especially when you Not get pulled over for speeding. Yeah, yeah. When that happens <laughs> twice in the night, you know, you reconsider. <laughs> you just kind of stop and... <laughs> Light me at five. Light me at five. Light me at five.